ప్రేమ స్వరూపులారా ఎంబాడిమెంట్స్ ఆఫ్ లవ్ శాంతిని లోపల ఉన్నది కానీ బయట లేదు పీస్ ఇస్ విత్ ఇన్ నాట్ అవుట్ సైడ్ అవుట్ సైడ్ నో పీస్ ఓన్లీ పీసెస్ డియర్ లిసనర్స్ సైరామ్ అండ్ గ్రీటింగ్స్ ఫ్రమ్ ప్రశాంతి నిలయం వెల్కమ్ టు అవర్ రేడియో ప్రోగ్రామ్ అవుట్ సైడ్ ఇన్ సైడ్ డీప్ ఇన్ సైడ్ This is a segment of Radio Sai's Thursday Life hosted by Pishu Prashti and today's episode was first broadcast on 13th February 2020 have a listen please Dear listeners Sairam from Prashantinilam the most happening place on the planet So the month of February is on. It is in this month, very interestingly, we celebrate Shivaratri, the beautiful night of the union of Shiva and Shakti. The beautiful night that reminds us of the journey of the individual soul towards the oversoul. The beautiful night that propels us to uninterruptedly keep our mind focused on the goal for which its very origin happened the beautiful night that creates an ambience and atmosphere and an opportunity for us to become one with our source the beautiful night that is an essay of true love of true yearning of true freedom and of true romance and it is in this month that we also have valentine's day just the next day tomorrow february 14th is celebrated as the day of love and i feel as the moon waxes and wanes the lord is telling us let your love not be like this let it not wax and wane let your love be such that it is steady that it is true that it is genuine and that which does not go through the ups and downs of darkness desolation and only moments of ecstasy if you look at the legend of shiva and shakti the daksha prajapati has sati as his daughter he is blessed with parashakti the energy principle of the cosmos being born as his daughter in a way sati represents that which is originated from the source every energy comes from only one source sati is that spark that individual spark that originated from the ultimate ultimate and even as daksha pajapati is trying to look for bridegrooms for his sati sati's mind is fixed on shiva sati wants shiva and when sati has shiva as her partner daksha prajapati is infuriated he never likes sati with shiva he never 
appreciates the actions of Shiva. He never likes the countenance of Shiva. He never likes the acts of Shiva. He never likes the family of Shiva. He never likes the environment in which Shiva is. He never likes the company which Shiva keeps. The actions of Shiva confound him. The attire of Shiva befuddle him. And Daksha Prajapati thinks Shiva is no good. And in the process, Sati goes through a lot of pain. Sati is torn while he, she wants Shiva. She is all the time bothered by the hatred that her father has towards Shiva. And it comes to a point where Daksha Prajapati convinced that it was such a wrong move by Sati to have Shiva wants to insult, abuse Shiva and humiliate Shiva and so he organizes a yagnam, a sacrifice and intentionally does not invite Sati and Shiva to that grand occasion. And Sati cannot bear this insult. And Sati comes there uninvited. And Daksha Prajapati hurls insults on Sati. And Sati is so enraged at the way Shiva is spoken about that she feels there is no point for her to live. How can she live to hear such words being spoken about her soul because Shiva was like her soul and so Sati gives herself into the fire and that is the end of Sati and Shiva takes the body of Sati and Shiva roams all around the cosmos with the body of Sati and they say Vishnu through his Sudarshana Chakra distances Shiva from Sati she he mutilates, he divides Sati's body into various parts, 52 parts and that is when the parts of Sati fall into the earth and that is where today we celebrate as Shakti Peets, the different body parts of Sati. And after that, Sati is reborn because the soul's yearning was always there and Sati is reborn now as the daughter of Himavat, as the daughter of the Himalayas and now as a beautiful girl, she is called Parvati, Gauri. She is resplendent. She is the apple of the father's eye. And as a child, again, when the father is thinking whom to give his daughter to in marriage, that is when Narada comes and says that, it is destined for Parvati to attain Ishvara. And that is when Himavat takes Parvati to where Shiva was. And Shiva was lost in meditation. And he waits there and finally requests Shiva if he would allow Sati and her friends, Parvati and her friends to serve him. Hoping that once she is there, one day Shiva probably will accept Parvati and she begins to serve and so many years and days pass and Shiva is lost in meditation. Shiva shows no interest 
and that is when kamadeva the god of love so called fires the arrows and shiva for a moment develops attraction for parvati and immediately he realizes that this is not his nature and when he finds out that it is a mischief of kamadeva he immediately burns kamadeva into ashes and banishes sati parvati from his presence and she goes back to her home more determined than ever to attain shiva and she begins now her penance and the penance without food without sleep without rest a penance which is so rigorous that with time it generates so much of intensity and heat that they say the sky and earth get the feel of it the gods are now trembling with the power of penance of parvati and it touches the heart of shiva and finally one day an old brahmin comes and asati you're so beautiful why are you doing this penance you can live very happily so many people would want to have you you don't deserve to undergo such severe penance you don't deserve to do this to your body you're supposed to be leading a very luxurious life a royal life you can become the queen of so many would want to have you in their palaces and she says no my love is for shiva and the man laughs and says what's wrong with you you want shiva is no comparison and there is no proper legitimate reason why you should want shiva shiva is a vagabond shiva wears skulls on his body he is having matted hair and shiva is so ugly shiva is in the graveyards and shiva is smeared ashes over his body shiva has snakes on him shiva and you know this can't be a pair are you sure you want shiva and she says no i want shiva and then that man says i think this is the wrongest decision you are taking shiva is such an unkept unruly uncertain and person you cannot have shiva it's not the right thing for you to do and immediately sati parvati now gets infuriated because someone is speaking so wrong about his love about what is her life and she says you banish from here i don't care what you are I don't want to listen to you how dare you insult shiva and when she say that says that immediately the old brahmin transforms into shiva and shiva accepts parvati and that is when shiva and shakti once again become part and parcel of one being while this is the story of shivaratri this is the story of shiva and shakti to me it's a very very symbolic story sati is that individual soul who always longs for shiva from which it came the individual soul wants to merge wants to be with that universal soul that is the longing but daksha prajapati is that mind and the attractions and daksha prajapati always wanted to assert himself he thought that he is the king of the world and he thought shiva 
with his weird nature does not make sense and that is what happens to the mind the mind through its limited understanding wants to unravel shiva and the mind cannot unravel shiva to the mind shiva is a muddle of contradictions what kind of a person is shiva he is full of unusual combinations there is water on his head and there is fire in his head third eye he is having a tiger skin everything about him so is so strange he has snakes around his neck he is so unkempt and you don't know where he is going he has no proper home and what he speaks is sometimes absolutely unintelligible and look at his army his army is full of goblins and his army is full of weird creatures so all these confound the mind because the mind cannot understand the lord the mind cannot understand the ways of the lord the mind when it tries to decipher the actions and the nature and the at- attire and vesture of the lord that is when it completely grows off the track and that is what happened to daksha prajapati and in the process sati suffered the soul suffered and as the story goes finally shiva comes and annihilates daksha prajapati shiva comes and beheads daksha prajapati and puts on the head of a goat what does the goat do me 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 means i i i to remind daksha prajapati that give up this iness he's put on his head the head of a goat so that you give up this ego and while that is the beautiful meaning of how the soul gets tortured in the process of mind not understanding the ways of the lord the mind questions how could swami go to hospital he can cure so many diseases how could he be afflicted with a disease how could he stay in the hospital for 30 days how could he speak only in telugu why does he give discourses only in telugu why does he go in such big cars there are so many questions why did he not cure that boy who has been suffering with paralysis for so many years how could he cure this man just because he is from a rich family he cures him so the mind has all these questions and the mind does not understand the ways of the lord and that is when it results in the suffering of the soul because the soul wants to merge and the mind comes in the way and that is when shiva annihilates the mind and sati goes into the fire and the purification process now starts more he, sati wants a more conducive environment that environment was not good and so sati is born again and now is born to a very beautiful father and the father this time does not object to sati parvati loving shiva in fact he facilitates it he bonds and so ultimately parvati is born in an environment where she can love shiva after going through all that torture in the previous life and now the individual soul is happy and now he tries parvati tries to get shiva's attention and what happens initially she goes to serve but actually she was not serving she was only there trying to get his attention the mind was not to serve shiva it was to somehow please shiva so that shiva 
is impressed and you can get Shiva's attention so that you can get what you want. And that's what Parvati tried for so long. So it was not genuine service. It was service with an agenda. And it came to a point where he used the artificial means of somehow instigating passion in Shiva through Kamadeva. And what did Shiva do? Shiva burnt Kamadeva to ashes and banished Parvati back to our home. That is what happens when artificially we try to plead with God. Artificially we try to get Lord's attention. Artificially we try to win the heart of God. It does not happen. And that is when Parvati goes back and now starts her penance, now starts her prayer, now starts her deep yearning and no response and the yearning continues and for years and years and she continues to and it reaches a point where she's giving up everything. She is no more attached to what she was. She has no connection with her parents. She knows that nobody can help. No gods can help. Nothing can help. It has to be just her sincere yearning and prayer and that is when only when the intensity then the tests come. Shiva comes and tests Parvati and only when at that point also Parvati says that I don't want get out from here if you don't have love for Shiva. That is when finally Shiva reveals himself. See this is the journey of the soul when the soul now once she was born in an environment where she could worship Shiva. She was born in an environment where she could love Shiva. And then she realized that you, through artificial means you cannot get Shiva. And then she realized that only through prayer, only through penance, only through years and years of intense yearning can she get Shiva. And that is why, how she starts her purification process. And that is the journey of every devotee, that is the journey of every soul. And even there, there are a lot of tests. To see how faith, how strong is your faith, how steadfast is your love, how single-pointed is your interest to have the Lord. And only when you pass those tests, only when you conquer those obstacles and not get distracted, finally Shiva reveals himself and you have the chance to become one with the universal one. Well, this is the beautiful symbolic story of Shiva and Shakti. There are so many amazing lessons that we can derive from this story. And to me, it is the journey of every devotee, journey of every soul, the journey of every person who has come into the Sai fold and has begun to experience Sai love so that one day there is no difference between you, Sai and love. For the last few weeks, I have been sharing with you the stories of so many devotees through this series called Beacons of Prashant and Alayam. And today, to me, as I look at the stories of all these devotees, to me, it is this story being reenacted because the same Shiva came down as Sai Shiva. And there are so many such souls who are reborn to become one. And the journey that they go through is the journey that Parvati went through. 
and that continues even now and prashant nilayam is that himalayas is that space swami says what is himachal him achal where the mind is still the snow capped mountains are still and where shiva is there is stillness and that is what prashanti is prashanti is that stillness it is that kailasha of shiva where there are so many souls so many parvatis who have come and they are doing their own ways of penance of attaining shiva and every soul's journey is this beautiful divine romance and divine adventure i shared with you the story of mr raman rao for so many episodes and as i look at the lives of so many souls who are in prashantinalayam what reinforces in you again and again that there is only one way by which anyone can bind the lord and that is through love love indeed is the most powerful vibration of this universe through the pull of your pure love you can pull the divine to you and become one with the source let me begin the journey of one more such beautiful soul he was the instrument and he continues to be the instrument to amplify everything that bhagwan said in the bandavan ashram in the sai kulvant hall in prashantinilayam since 1975 he was the instrument the chosen one the medium through which bhagwan reached out to thousands the medium through which bhagwan's voice was heard every time he spoke to different corners of the prashantinilayam ashram he was the one in charge of the pa system in prashantinilayam right from december 1975 even now he continues to serve after 45 years of relentless quiet silent solid service to the lord mr k b r prasad Dr Prasad was born on 28 March 1938 in Kavutaram in Krishna district the Gudiwada taluk of Andhra Pradesh he is the youngest of the five children which consisted of two older brothers and older sisters unfortunately when he was 1 year old his father passed away he was brought up by his mother and older sister it was an agricultural family no one really studied much in those days suprasad so did his schooling until 6th class in kavutaram where he was born later he went to gudlavaleru which was 3 kilometers away to continue his middle school he did his high school in gudiwada and for his bachelor's in science he went to machlipatnam and perhaps he was the only one in his family who went on to do masters and so pursued his mtech masters in technology in the same college in machlipatnam those days it was 3 years where he did his msc and mtech and after that he taught for a little while in andhra university and then he moved to overseas communication department of the government of india 
and looking for better opportunities he appeared for union public service commission interviews and there he was selected to work for defense electronics research lab initially as a junior scientific officer and later on he was promoted to be senior scientific officer so he was in the defense electronic research lab for 5 years he was in delhi and in hyderabad and it was during this time that he was sent to indian institute of science on deputation from the defense lab for a year and while he worked at isc the premier institute of india the professors in the indian institute of science liked his work so much that they offered him a job and they absorbed him and that is when from 1971 he continued to work in isc for 9 years till 1980 he was working there as an aerospace engineer in the department of aeronautics he was always interested in space electronics technology and electronics always interested him in 1975 something interesting happened a villager from his native place kavutaram came to his house in bangalore and this person said i have come here to attend the summer course at brindavan ashram which is being held by bhagwan shri satyasai baba i am new to this place you have to take me there so mr prasad took him to brindavan and this was the first time he was listening to bhagwan's discourse he went there only to accompany this man from his village the first time he was seeing bhagwan and when he heard bhagwan's discourse when he saw bhagwan he was so impressed he was really taken in by the discourse that swami gave and since he understood telugu that was his mother tongue he loved the elucidation that bhagwan made of indian scriptures and that is how he decided to come the next day for the remaining 15 days every day now he came along with his wife to listen to bhagwan there used to be a large thatched pandal in those days where this course was conducted and that could accommodate about 1500 to 2000 people and all the people who could not be accommodated here would sit outside this pandal and so mr prasad and his wife they were sitting in the periphery of this huge gathering and one day as bhagwan was giving a discourse it suddenly rained and swami saw that so many people were getting drenched and swami immediately asked all these people who were outside the pandal to come inside and interestingly swami told all these people to come right to the front there was some space in the front row swami said all of you come here right here and so that day mr prasad and his wife had this opportunity to go and sit right below bhagwan's nose so to speak he was right in the front row and now seeing bhagwan at close quarters and listening to the eloquence flowing from his divine lips about the scriptures about service about love everything filled him so much with joy that he felt he truly belongs to the sai family and that is when he started subscribing to sanatana sarathi and he started reading about what bhagwan has said about service and one thing that swami said about service really captivated him swami said that prema and seva should be like the two eyes of a human being swami says we are born to serve if we serve 
Only then we can earn bliss. One must serve society because you are part of society. And that impressed him so much that he became an active member of the Sri Satya Sai Sevadal. He did not know that Professor S. Ramakrishna, who was working in his own department in ISC, was the convener of the Satya Sai Samiti there. So when he came to know of that, when he discovered that, he went to him and he enrolled himself as a member of the Sri Satya Sai Sevadal there. And when Professor Ramakrishna saw him and listened to his request, he immediately said, Oh, Bhagwan had mentioned to me earlier that two persons from our institute would join the Sevadal and you are the first and Mr. Prasad was so stunned. I mean, Bhagwan had already told him that two people are going to come and join from the same department of IAC. So that was quite a revelation for Mr. Prasad. And Mr. Ramakrishna asked him one day, have you ever visited Prashantinilayam? And Mr. Prasad says, no. And Ramakrishna said, then you can join us. We are going to Seva. For Prashantinilayam, we are going to Prashantinilayam to do service. And this was the year 1975, the year of Bhagwan's 50th birthday. And it was going to be the first visit of Mr. Prasad to Prashantinilayam. That was the time when the Sarvadharma Stupa was being constructed the beautiful pillar beside the Yajur Mandir, which is the symbol of unity of all faiths. So, Mr. Prasad and team were given the work of leveling the floor pit by filling it with sand for expansion of the canteen for the ladies' wing, which was under construction then. So, during 50th birthday, there were so many things happening. While the stupa was happening, the gopuram was happening, the canteen was being expanded. It was a mega celebration. As some of you may know, that was the time when Bhagwan came on helicopter to give darshan. So, there was work going on in so many places. There was also activity going on in the Poonachandra Auditorium. And one day, Mr. Prasad was asked to go to Bangalore to get wallpaper to be pasted on the walls of four green rooms in the Poonachandra Auditorium. So, Mr. Prasad and a few others, they went to the dealer in wallpaper in Bengaluru. And when he spoke to this shop owner, the man said, this will take two or three days and really cannot spare my workers to do the job because we already have so many prior commitments. So you'll have to wait. We cannot do this immediately. And Mr. Prasad was so crestfallen. This was an opportunity that has come from Prashantanilim. It is a work that Swami wants to be done and he has come to Bangalore and this owner says you have to wait for 2-3 days. You know what face he can show to the people in Prashantanilam. So he tried to cajole him, he tried to request him that you know this is something very important. This is for Bhagwan, and this is you know for Prashantanilam. And even as he was trying to convince him, suddenly there was a phone call that this shop owner received from his uncle who was in Mumbai. And that uncle happened to be a Sai devotee and they had some conversation and the moment the conversation ended, suddenly this man changed everything that he had said earlier and he said, yes, yes, we can deliver it immediately. We will pack the wallpapers and you know, you can take these three workers tomorrow itself. There is no problem. And while well, that was arranged, the workers now said, 
But sir, we will have to get back on the third day because we have so many other pride commitments here. We have to finish those other works which are hanging. And uh, Mr. Prasad said, no problem. Let's go and let's get started. We will see, you know, if you finish the work, you can come back in the end of three days. And so they lifted into the van these 20 bundles of wallpaper, each containing five rolls of the same color and design. And so they began their return journey to Puttaparthi. Now, Mr. Prasad was so happy that things were just falling into place. And in the vehicle, he overheard these workers talking and one of the workers uh, was saying, I come from Tirupati. And immediately Mr. Prasad said, oh, so you know Telugu? He said, yeah, yeah, I know Telugu. I can talk Telugu and I can talk Tamil. You know, many of the houses that we work, they speak Telugu. So I have good knowledge of Telugu. And then he pointed out to another man, his co-worker and said, but this man is a Maharashtrian. He speaks Marathi. And uh, then these workers started talking about uh, Bhagwan, And they said, oh, this Baba, we know this Baba, he only talks to VVIPs and, you know, he will talk to only the rich and the influential people, you know. So he will not talk to poor fellows like us. You know, we'll just go, we'll do our job and we'll come back. Mr. Prasad didn't like the conversation because he by now had some love for Bhagwan, and, you know, he felt that this was so much in bad taste, but he thought it is better not to argue with those workers. He kept quiet and after they reached Prashant Nilim, now they had to take Swami's instructions and start the work in right earnest. As they were waiting, Swami came along. Swami was inspecting the work that was going on in the Sarvadharma Stupa. And there, Swami now saw these workers and Swami saw the wallpaper designs which have been kept ready for his inspection and selection. And now Swami started looking through all the designs and the colors and the roles. And then Swami said, okay, so this design can go to room one. This is good for room two. And now as he was looking at the other paper rolls, Swami said, okay, this is good for the bathroom and you use this for the ceiling and then Swami said but you know this of course is good but it's not adequate we don't have enough of this and it is not available in Bangalore we have to bring it from Chennai and then Swami turned to the workers and Swami started talking to them Swami talked in Telugu to the man who was from Tirupati Swami talked in Tamil with the other person who was whose mother tongue was Tamil he looked at the third person he st- and started talking to him in Marathi. And then Swami said, All of you, please first have your food and then take rest. You can work later, there's no problem, there's no hurry. First have your food. And these workers were absolutely taken aback. First of all, how does this Baba know which language each of us speak? How is it that he asked, This person in Telugu, the other person in Tamil and he asked me in Marathi and really he spoke to us. We thought he speaks only to the rich and the popular but this was something else. He actually spoke to us with so much love and look at his love. He's saying, it's okay, don't worry about the work. Just go and have your food and take rest. Now even as these workers were wondering and trying to understand what had happened, everything in their mind is getting realigned. Mr. Prasad's problem was something else. Because he said, Swami, when he looked at the roles, Swami said that this design is good for the ceiling, but this is not adequate. And Swami also added, this is not available in Bangalore, it has to be brought from Chennai. 
And Mr. Prasad is thinking, how could it be? When we went, they had given us the proper quantities that ha- that need to be got. All the calculations had been done and what he brought was as per the indent that was placed by the mandir. How could it be that we don't have enough quantity? We have done all that homework. And so, as he now opened the rolls, as I told you, each thing was one set, four sets. So, one set has five rolls. And when you open this set, which Bhagwan had indicated that we don't have sufficient quantity, he found that of the five rolls, four rolls of that bundle were of the same design and color. But to his utter surprise, the fifth one of was of the same design but of a different color. And he thought, how could this happen? How could they add a different color to the same design? Everything is supposed to be the same. No wonder Swami said that you don't have adequate quantity. But how could Baba know this? He didn't even open the packs. That was realignment happening in the mind of Mr. Prasad. And after Bhagwan went, these workers went for food to the canteen and they were returning after taking food. And now suddenly one of the workers said, you know what, we are just workers. We'll just finish the work in 24 hours, finish the job and get out at the earliest because we cannot work eating such food. They came and told Mr. Prasad, you know, if you give us money for food, we actually would want to go out and eat. They wanted to eat non-vegetarian food. The ashram had limited choices for them. And Mr. Prasad didn't know what to say. How could he fulfill their need? Just because the food was not good, they just wanted to hurriedly do the job and get out. So they started the work and when they began, suddenly Swami came there again. And the first question of Swami, how was the food? And they just meekly said, Swami, it was good. It, it, it was good. And Swami said, I know you are workers. You cannot work well eating such food. I will tell Kutum Rao. He will give you money. Kutum Rao was the secretary of the ashram then. Do one thing. You go out and you eat whatever you want. The workers, when they heard that, they were absolutely zapped because everything that they are talking, this man is reflecting everything they are thinking. Swami is coming the next moment and reacting. There was no way anyone could have told Swami what they were just talking few minutes ago, walking back from the canteen. How did Swami know this? And they felt, oh my God, we should not take him so lightly, he is something else. And they said, no Swami, no Swami, the food is good Swami, we'll eat here, there's no problem, you don't have to send us out, it's okay, we will have this Swami. Swami said, no, 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 don't worry, don't don't feel so delicate about this. Work is important, you have to do well, everything else is secondary. You take the money, you go out, you eat whatever you want, there is no problem. They said, no Swami, no Swami. Please, we will eat in the canteen only, Swami. Please, Swami, we will eat in the canteen only. They insisted that so many times, Swami, please, we will eat, Swami. Then finally, Swami said, okay, do as you like, no problem. Still, Swami called Kutum Rao and Swami said, listen, give these workers whatever they want, how much ever they want. Don't put any restriction on the quantity, sweets, Chapatis, rice, curry, curd, anything. Give them in unlimited servings. 
let them eat their fill and let them be content with everything there were tears in the workers eyes because on one hand you were showered with overwhelming love and secondly you are shocked here in the presence of someone who is just absolutely beyond the world that was it they started their work and they sent their message to their office in bangalore that you know they will complete the work in prashantinam and only then they will come they said this work is priority for us we want to stay here we want to first finish this work and immediately they ordered one more roll of the matching color and design of the wallpaper it came from chennai to replace the one that was in a different color and they worked day and night with zeal and enthusiasm and now they knew that it was not simple work it was god's work they were part of doing up the house of god with that interest and with that enthusiasm with that dedication and love they started the work and in the evening when they went for darshan they saw a very eminent person who was on his knees talking to bhagwan and when they looked closer they found that oh my god that man is such a distinguished person he is a vvvip and they had actually done work in his house in bangalore and when they saw such an important man on his knees before swami with folded hands they thought oh my god sometimes you know the mind plays these games we need validation for our experience through a third person and that was yet another moment when they realized how wrong they were in thinking who is swami and what is his love one day swami started distributing clothes to the workers the workers who were working on the sarvadharma stupa and one of these workers came to mr prasad and he asked will swami give clothes to us also and mr prasad said well i don't know you are also doing work along with them they are doing the stupa but you are doing the punachandra auditorium but you are on the same working so we never know probably he will give you also new clothes we will have to wait and see and within half an hour swami came there and swami looked at these workers and swami said oh all of you you will need trousers and shirts right shirt and pants see those workers they were wearing dhoti so i gave them dhotis i am getting pant and shirt for you it's coming and swami brought for them pant and shirt cloth and distributed to them as they completed their work they stayed for 5 days they had thought they will do initially 3 days then they said we'll do it in one day and we'll just go back and now they stayed for 5 days completed the work did it to their satisfaction and then they left touched by bhagwan transformed by bhagwan and on to the path of goodness on to the path of connecting with the divine while this was one occasion which not only transformed the workers but this was the time this was the occasion which was a big revelation for mr prasad too at very close quarters first time he had come to prashantilam and he was given some work and he saw something which really left him absolutely flabbergasted 
As they were working in the rooms to paste wallpaper, another team was working on the construction of the stupa, which was on the site just opposite the auditorium. And Brigadier Bose was in charge of it. One day, they all left in the evening after completion of the day's work. And as Mr. Brigadier Bose was returning, when he looked up to the skies, he saw that there were dark clouds and he felt it was going to rain and he was really now worried because they had completed the work for the day and the workers had left. He could not cover the work with tarpaulin sheets, with plastic sheets. And he was wondering what would happen if it rained. All the work would just get washed away. It's civil work. But then there was no way he could now cover it because everyone has left for the day. And, you know, he was so worried. So when he went back to his room, he kept praying to Swami, Swami, please, you have to do something tonight. And when it really rained that night, he sat up on his bed and he kept praying to Swami, please, Swami, protect the stupa, Swami. So much work has gone in and... Yes, it is a mistake we should have covered, but I realized it late. You have to take care of the work. We have to complete on time, 50th birthday, that is the deadline. And he kept praying the whole night. And the next morning, he was so afraid to go and see the stupa because he thought, you know, it would be such a sad thing to see because that kind of rain would have really caused tremendous damage. So he first went to Mandir. And as soon as Swami came for darshan, Swami said, you did not get the work covered with tarpaulin sheets before you left. And what were you doing? You were praying to me whole night. Now go and see what happened. So Brigadier Bose rushed to the spot and he was really trembling to see what would be the fate of all their work. And to his utter surprise, he sees that there was absolutely no damage. Nothing. Everything was as they had left the previous evening, even after hours and hours of thunder and rain. So amazed. The next evening, as the work completed, now they had made much more progress. And this day, he was very careful. He covered the stupa with tarpaulin sheets properly. And he alerted the workers to do a good job. And now that night, when he looked up again, there were dark clouds. But he was absolutely in peace. He knew that he has done his homework well. He's taken all the precautions. Even if it rained, there's no problem. So that night, even as it rained, he was absolutely at peace. He had a nice sleep and in the morning, when he got up, he walked to the mandir with joy in his heart and his mind was calm because he knew that he has done his job well. He has taken the precautions. And when he sat for darshan, Bhagwan came and now Swami said, Hey, Bose, there was rain last night. And immediately, Brigadier Bose said, Yes, Swami, but you know what? I had covered. We got the whole thing covered carefully with tarpaulin. Swami said, Oh, you have done that? Go and see what has happened. And Brigadier Bose came to the stupam. And now when he removed these sheets, he saw that to his horror, all the work has been washed away by rain. Everything that they had done that day was gone to the drain. And he was wondering, I had securely covered them with the tarpaulin sheets. How could this happen? The previous day, I didn't cover and everything was intact. Now I've covered everything, but everything is washed away. Completely distraught, he went to Bhagwan. Swami, how could this happen? Swami, I had done my homework well, Swami. And Swami said, Did you really do all your homework well? You took the precautions all right, I know. But you forgot the most important thing. You forgot to pray last night. 
man has to do his duty but also has to pray to the lord for the fruition of the work this is a lesson for you remember mr prasad who was a witness to this life changing moment never ever forgot this episode and that is why for 45 years after that later on when he got the chance to serve bhagwan it was always prayer prayer and prayer that is the only way the soul can purify itself and become better and better instrument of the lord and that is how the journey of mr prasad has been in the coming episodes as i share with you how he got the opportunity to serve how bhagwan slowly taught him so many more beautiful lessons of life how he went through that purification process and as i told how mother parvati through prayer and penance finally attained shiva went through the tests it is the journey of every devotee and that is the journey of mr prasad too and in the coming episode i will tell you how bhagwan orchestrated so many beautiful events to bless mr prasad with that opportunity and then how he fine tuned this instrument the instrument who always brought the mics and placed it on the discourse table before bhagwan started a discourse while the mic was the instrument to amplify bhagwan's message mr prasad was the instrument bhagwan chose to amplify his love to the one who loves him dearly who only wants to serve him to like someone is to expect to love is to accept to like someone is to think of what i will get at all out of it to love is to give yourself to it and that has been the journey of mr prasad and so many souls of prashantan lim so we'll continue this in the coming episode we hope you are liking this series as always you can feel free to send us your comments you can write to listener@radioside.org you can also send in your comments to our whatsapp number 9393258258 praying to swami that we can continue beacons of prashantan lim for many many more weeks and learn these lessons of life so that we two can become instruments in his hands i offer this endeavor at his lotus feet thank you so much sairam prema swarupulara embodiments of love shanti ni lopam unnadi kaani bayita ledhu peace is within not outside outside no peace only pieces sairam you just heard an episode of our radio program outside inside deep inside This was a segment of Radio Sai's Thursday Life hosted by Bishu Prashti and today's episode was first broadcast on 13th February 2020 Dear listeners we hope you like this program please send us your feedback by either email or whatsapp Our email id is listener@sssmediacenter.org and our whatsapp number is 9393 258 258 Thank you and loving Sairam from Prashant Nilayam